are going to be speaking about the spirit of grace, all right? The spirit of, of grace. Uh, so if you can open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. I'll be reading verse 7. And the Bible says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Right, so the Bible says in this verse that we have read, to everyone is given grace, all right? To everyone is given grace, to every one of us, which means every one of us has received grace from the Lord, isn't it? And then it says, according to the measure of the gift of Christ, which means each and every one of us has received a measure of the grace. So every believer is a different measure of grace that has been granted unto them by the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So this measure of grace that has been given unto each and every one of us, that particular grace manifests through the Holy Spirit, all right? He manifests through the Holy Spirit, who is also called the Spirit of Grace, all right? We have spoken about the Holy Spirit. is called the Spirit of Truth, all right? is called the Spirit of Holiness. is also called the Spirit of Grace, all right? So that particular grace that has been given unto you and that has been granted unto you manifests in your life through the Spirit of Grace. So what is grace, right? The Greek word for grace is charis, all right? Charis, uh, uh, most of us, uh, uh, we know grace is unmerited favor, isn't it? But you can go a little deeper than that to say grace uh, is a spontaneous gift from God to people, right? Which means the generous, free, and totally unexpected and undeserved grace, all right, that is granted unto us. It is what? Uh, generous, it is free, it is totally unexpected and undeserved. That's why we're saying it's a spontaneous gift from God to people. So it takes the form uh, of divine, divine favor, love, clemency, and a share in the divine life of God, all right? So that is a more fuller definition of what grace uh, is uh, uh, in our lives. Uh, so, apart from the common and generally accepted definition of grace to say unmerited favor, it is also a gift of supernatural ability that God gives into your life. You see, that's why the Bible here is saying, but unto every one of us is given grace, all right, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So, it is also a gift of supernatural ability that comes into your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Right, so there are a few verses in which the spirit of grace is mentioned specifically because you might say, all right, where does the Bible say the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of grace, all right? 
So if you go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29 there, right? It says, Of how much sorer punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith you are sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. All right? So there the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of grace. If you go to Zechariah 12, verse 10 as well, it says, And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. So there it speaks also about the spirit of grace. All right. So the Bible is saying, I will pour upon the house of David. So at a particular moment in time, God will pour the spirit of grace and supplication upon the house of what? Of David. And it goes on to, 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 to talk about how they would seek him in that particular time. So what I want you to realize is that there are graces given for times and seasons. All right. There's a certain grace that you can receive for a certain time and for a certain season. There's also a certain grace that you can also receive for a particular function that you can do in the body of Christ. That which God wants you to do, there must always be a grace. The work of God cannot be done without the grace also that follows that particular work. Are you getting what I'm saying? In Jesus' mighty name. So in these last days that we are in, we also need to partake of that particular grace that uh, has been granted unto us for these times. When there is a difficult time, God also increases grace. All right? When there are greater challenges, God also gives more grace. So you also need to take advantage of the grace that is given unto us through the Holy Spirit. Because in that grace, that is where God's sustenance is. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with manifest grace. Why am I saying manifest grace? Because when he comes, he manifests the grace of God in your life. The Holy Spirit will not just come and be silent. He did not come to be silent. He came to manifest what? The grace of God in your life. All right. So there are certain attributes that he comes with. Okay. So when he comes upon you, he manifests in you in one way or another, depending on the grace that has been granted unto you, according to the verse that we read. So, for example, in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, right, this is what the Bible says. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. So the Bible is talking about Jesus here, right? It's a prophecy about the Christ. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. You see, he's also called the spirit of wisdom and understanding, right? The spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. You remember the Holy Spirit is called the sevenfold spirit, okay? If you read in the book of Revelation, you also hear the Bible talking about the seven spirits of God. You get this? So this is what the Bible here is talking about in Isaiah 11, verse 2, the sevenfold spirit of God. So in verse 3, it then says, And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, 
neither reproof after the hearing of his ears. So he's saying when the Holy Spirit comes upon him, when the sevenfold spirit comes upon him, then it shall make him of quick understanding. You see? So the Holy Spirit is already manifesting in him according to these attributes that we have seen because it is called the spirit of wisdom. It is also called the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel. So when he comes, these things will begin to manifest. His attributes will also begin to manifest in your life. Right. So the word outlined how Jesus would function in the grace that was granted unto him, isn't it? Because when the Spirit comes upon him, then the Bible says it shall make him of quick understanding, isn't it? In the fear of the Lord, he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes. These things are coming or emanating from the Spirit that has come upon him. Then in Isaiah 61, verse 1, the Bible then talks about uh, the declaration of Jesus, which he met after the Spirit of God had come upon him. And he said, the Spirit of uh, the living God is upon me, isn't it? For he is what anointed me to preach. So Jesus was anointed to preach. So this is a grace. Remember, grace is given. So the grace was given unto Christ to preach the good news and to do all the things that he did according to the measure of the gift of God. All right? So the same applies uh, to us as well according to the scripture. As grace was granted unto Christ through the Holy Spirit to do what he did, even to us, grace is also granted unto us to do what we can do. So when we say the Holy Spirit and you, you need to understand that relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. To say the Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace who brings grace into your life. So what you now need to know is you need to know your area of grace. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? Because the Bible is saying to everyone is given grace. So you need to know that grace that has been given unto you. What manner of grace is it? What measure of grace is it that has been given unto you? So each and every one of us, that grace is unique. You cannot operate as I operate. Because the grace that I have is not the grace that you have. So you need to identify your area of grace. All right. So what is important in your life, number one, is to know your area of grace. Know your area of grace. Know your measure of grace. Know the gift that has been given and granted unto you. Number two, operate in the area of grace. Don't try to operate in an area that is outside of the grace given unto you. Are you hearing me, somebody? Operate in the area. That is why it's so important to know your area of grace, so that you operate in that area of grace. Because when you operate in that area of grace, you are at home. You are not forcing things. You are what? You are at home. Number three, grow in that area of grace. So know the area, operate in the area and grow in the area. How do you grow in the area? By operating in it. So continue operating. Continue operating in that area of grace. And what is happening to you? You are growing in that area of grace. You are gaining experience in that area of grace. But what is most important first. Is to know that area of grace. And to what? To identify it. So that you begin walking in it. In Jesus name. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So the grace that we have been given by God through the Holy Spirit, it enables us or it empowers us. It empowers you. It empowers you supernaturally. You know, there are things that you can do naturally, but the things of God, you need the empowerment of the Spirit so that you can do those things because they are supernatural things. So when the Holy Spirit comes with the grace granted unto you, he empowers you, he enables you to begin to operate supernaturally. You are empowered supernaturally. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, all right? But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You shall receive what? Power. You, you, you shall receive enablement. You shall receive supernatural ability. Then you shall become my witnesses. You see? So it is God's design that his witnesses are empowered by the Holy Spirit. When the Bible says you shall receive power, it's talking about dunamis, miracle working power. So that is the grace that has been granted unto us. That is the supernatural ability. So what you need to understand is that the grace that you have received, it enables you and it empowers you. Now, there are different types of grace, all right? Different types of grace that we receive through the Holy Spirit. And what we are going to do right now is that we are going to look at some of those different uh, types or categories of grace, all right? So the first type or category of grace that I'm going to talk about is what is called the fivefold grace, all right? The fivefold grace. What is this fivefold grace? It is the grace that is given to stand and operate in ministerial offices, okay? The grace that is given to stand and to operate in ministerial offices. So these offices, they carry great spiritual authority, responsibility, and anointing, you see. Because God, when he calls you, he sets you into an office. That is what he does. And then he gives you the anointing to operate in that office together with the authority as well as the responsibility. So offices, spiritual offices have authority as well as responsibility and also the anointing to operate in there. So you can't just give or assign yourself an office. It doesn't work like that. God has to call you. God has to place you into that particular office. And God has to give you the grace that goes along with that office. Are you hearing me, somebody? Hallelujah. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Right? So this verse that I'm going to read follows the one that we read, isn't it? When uh, uh, we talked about uh, how uh, grace is given unto each and every one of us according to the measure of the gift of Christ, which was verse 7. So verse 11 follows that verse. And then it says, and he gave some. Who is this? This is the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So this is the reason God gave this grace to these people, all right? So that they may what? Perfect the saints. 
so that they may do the work of the ministry, so that they may build up the body of Christ. That is the importance of the fivefold grace. So the fivefold grace is not given to anyone or to everyone. It is God who calls, you hear this, and grants this. And you can see the difference. Not everyone is an apostle, but there are those whom God calls to be apostles. There are those whom God calls to be what? To be prophets. And then there are some whom God calls to be evangelists. Some God calls to be pastors. Some God calls to be teachers. And I want you to understand this, that not one of the gifts is greater or more important than the other. All of these gifts are all important. All right? Look at your five fingers. These five fingers. Which one is more important on your hand? Of your five fingers, which one is more important? All of them are important. You need all of them, isn't it? Can you identify one which is useless so that we can cut it off? You can't, you see. So this is the mindset that you need to have, that all of them are equally important to God. And there is no gift that is less than the other. The teacher is as important as the evangelist. The evangelist is as important as the pastor. The pastor is as, as important as the, what, as the apostle. All of them have different functions according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, Unto me, whom am less than the least of all saints. So Paul calls himself the least of all saints. Is this grace given? So we all know that Paul was given the grace of apost apostleship, isn't it? He was given the apostolic grace. So he is saying unto me, who am less than the least of all saints? So he says, the least of all saints, I am least of all. Because he persecuted the, what? the church of God. So he was given this grace. Then he says, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. So he was given the grace to the apostleship of the Gentiles. He was sent with a message to the, to the Gentiles. Now, I want you to understand this. Why Paul calls himself the least of all saints. The gifts of God, we don't end them. You get this? We don't end them. They are given by God. That's why we say grace. It's unmerited. You don't earn it. But it is what it is given. It is not deserved. It's about God who wills and God who calls. So don't look at an apostle and you think that this person did something so that he can be an apostle. No. Don't look at a prophet and say, wow, this prophet hears from the Lord a lot. And you think he has done anything so that he hears a lot from the Lord. No. It is the Lord who calls and gives these gifts freely. They are not earned. They are not merited. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? Hallelujah. Glory. So this is the grace, the fivefold grace, the fivefold grace that is granted unto some, but not granted unto all. It is according to God's will. All right. And God's purposes. Now, there's also what is called the grace for service. All right. So there is general service. That saints can do, you know, each and every one of us is a purpose, all right? Some of us are singers, isn't it? 
But that is not the fivefold grace. You cannot be good at singing and you think you have been called to be a what? To be a pastor or an apostle. It doesn't work like that, you see. Or you, 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 you are a crowd puller because you are an exhorter. You know, there are those who are very good at exhorting people. Some are very good at public speaking. And you think that you have been called by God? No. It doesn't work like that, all right? God has to specifically call you and speak to you and give you a mandate. So, there is also grace for various kinds of service. There are various kinds of anointings that God gives in the church. And that grace is given also through the Holy Spirit. Right. So, God has given each person a measure of that anointing and the measure of faith to operate in that anointing. Not only a measure of the grace, you see, or the measure of the anointing, but he also gives you a measure of faith to operate in the anointing or the gift that he has given you. Okay? Romans chapter 12, verse 3. We are talking about the grace for service. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you. So he says, I say to you through the grace given unto me. Not to you. Unto me. You see? He has a different level of grace. Right? Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So he says, think soberly. Don't uh, uh, think of yourself highly. Don't think of yourself even more than you ought to think. Because God has granted each man a measure of faith. He has granted each man a measure of grace and a measure of anointing. Sometimes you may wish to operate like someone else, but you know what? That person has been given a measure of grace. Not be, uh, that has not been given unto you. And you know what? Do not envy anyone. Even some of the people that are used mightily by God is the grace given unto them for the sake of the work that must be done. As I said, no believer is more important than the other. You are as important as you are. The function that you are doing right now for God is as important as the one that an apostle or a prophet or a pastor is doing because God wants you to do that. I even asked someone that uh, maybe we can remove uh, uh, whatever you think is, is not important in your life, all right? Or uh, 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 in your body, all right? What is it that you want removed? You get it? You, you get this? So even the least, what you think is least important, you still want it. So that is exactly how we are in the body of Christ. What you think is not very useful to God is very useful. Because when that particular thing is missing, then the body is not complete. Know your area of grace and operate in that area of grace. My God, my God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. So the ear should not try to do the work of an eye. The finger should not try to do the work of the leg. The head should not try to do the work of the heart. Each and every part must play its part. You see. So what I'm trying to say is that the heart must operate 
in the area of grace that it was given to operate. And it must what? Do that work perfectly. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Right. Verse 6 of the same chapter, we are on Romans chapter 12, talking about the uh, uh, grace for service. Then it says, having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us. You see, he's talking about this again in the book of Romans. He's saying the gifts that we have according to the grace given unto us. My God, my God, let us spread the colis. So we have the Holy Spirit in all of us. And that is the same Holy Spirit. We are not saying the Holy Spirit in you is less than the Holy Spirit in another person. You get this? It is the same Holy Spirit. But what we are saying is that the grace of manifestation of that Holy Spirit in you is different from another. But it is the same Holy Spirit. All right? So he says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. With the prophecy, so there are others who have been given the grace to prophesy. Let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. To the proportion of faith. Which means the believer A cannot prophesy the same with the believer B. Believer A can be given more grace and more faith to operate in that gift than believer B. But it doesn't make believer B less than believer A. You hear this? And when you have the gift of prophecy, it does not mean that you have received what? The fivefold grace. Because a prophet is different from one who prophesies. They are different. You can prophesy, but it does not mean that you are a prophet. That's why we have people who always prophesy all the time, but they cannot preach or teach. Oh, are you hearing this? When they try to preach and teach, now they bring confusion into the body of Christ. You have a gift, but you were not given the fivefold grace. You are not in the office of a prophet. Oh, my God, are you hearing me, somebody? In Jesus' name, amen. I'm teaching here. Hallelujah. Right, so let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Verse 7, or a ministry, let us wait on our ministering. Ministering, there are different types of ministry. When you sing, wait on your singing. Because you are a singer. If you can play uh, 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 instruments, wait on that. That is what God has given you, right? Operate in that. Grow in that. You are as important as an apostle to God. Woo, glory to Jesus. Amen. My God, my God. Or he that teaches on teaching. If you are a teacher and been given that grace to teach, wait on your teaching. That is the area of, of your grace, all right? Operate in that. Grow in that. My God. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. If God has given you grace to encourage others, wait on that. Continue encouraging others. Right? He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. So there are even others who have been given grace to give. You don't just uh, now begin to point to people and say, ah, this one. He wants people to see him. That's why he is always giving to the church. Or the work. There are others who have been given grace to give. All right? They always want to give all the time. They give much more than others. All right? 
It doesn't mean that they have much, but they just want to give. God has given them a grace to give, but it must be done with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, all right? He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. So there are others who do works of mercy. Others cannot do it, all right? There are others who are what? Uh, 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 we have uh, orphans there. We have people who have no clothes. People who have uh, nowhere to live. People who are always hungry. You know, some people don't even think about them. But there are others who are always thinking about them and saying, okay, what can I do? What can I do to help others? They have been given the grace. So it doesn't mean it's something that we shouldn't do. The Bible says we should remember these people, isn't it? Right? But there are others who have that particular grace that has been given unto them. And the Holy Spirit makes them to always want to do it and operate in that. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. So that is the grace for service, all right? So we talked about the fivefold grace, and now we have talked about the grace for service. Now we want to talk about the grace of spiritual gifts, all right? The grace of spiritual gifts. Right. Paul the Apostle spoke about uh, spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And he says, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant of what? Of spiritual things. I don't want you to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. This grace, all right, operates in us. And we should know the gifts that God, through the Holy Spirit, has given us these spiritual gifts that God has given unto us through the Holy Spirit. We must not be ignorant of them. We must identify them. We must know them. We must operate in them. All right? And we must grow in them. Remember the power when the Bible says, For you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes. What is this power? And how does this power manifest in us? That power manifests through spiritual gifts. You hear this? Right. So, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. You see, different kinds of gifts, but it is the same spirit who gives those gifts unto us. So, each and every one of us, as I said, we may not operate in the same gifts, but it's important for you to find out what are the gifts that have been granted unto you. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. You see, the manifestation of the Spirit. So, God gives you the grace through the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit manifests that grace through the gifts of the Spirit. That's why the Bible is talking about the manifestation of the Spirit. That is the grace given unto you. The manifestation of the Spirit. So it is given so that all of us profit. The gifts given unto you must profit us all. Otherwise, why would God give you if your gift is not profiting anyone, what is the gift that you have? Think about that for a moment. Just for a second, think about it. What is the gift that God has granted unto you? And how is that gift helping others? 
How are we profiting through that gift? Verse 8. Now he's talking about the spiritual gifts, all right? For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, descending of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these work that one and the self-same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. So it is that same spirit working in us, but he is dividing to each and every one of us as he wills, you see. Grace given unto us differently, separately, as he wills. That's why I said identify your gifts. Identify your area of grace and operate in it. You may have uh, uh, the word of wisdom in your life. But you are trying to operate in the interpretation of tongues. It's still good because the Bible says we must seek these gifts. But if you knew that God has already given you the word of wisdom. And you focus on that. You are going to see that you become what? more productive, and you grow in that gift. You get what I'm saying? So these gifts, there are nine gifts, and there are three categories in those nine. I once talked about this, where I said we have revelation gifts, there are three of them. We have power gifts, there are three of them. There are utterance gifts, there are three of them. All right? So you are going to find out that uh, we, we, we spoke about the fivefold grace so when God gives, uh, gives you that fivefold grace and he puts you into an office, he also gives you the spiritual gifts that go hand in hand with that particular office that you're operating, you see. But these nine gifts, they are for each and every one of us. They are for everyone. You can operate in all these. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So that is what um, I wanted to share with you today concerning the spirit of grace. That when the spirit of grace comes upon you, there must be a manifestation of that particular grace that God has given unto you. Because unto every one of us, grace is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. I want you to underline that word, measure of the gift. There is a measure. Certainly you can grow the measure that you have in your life by what? By being faithful to God, faithful to, to, to study the word, faithful to stay in the word, faithful to pray, isn't it? You need to fast and pray. You need to seek God. You need to continue walking in holiness, all right? So that measure of the gift can also increase in your life. But what is important, as I said, is to identify that gift. Identify the measure of the gift. And operate according to the proportion of faith. And operate in that gift. Give due diligence to that gift that God has given you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, we just want to go before the Lord in prayer. You can just stand up on your feet.
I finished preaching here. I just want you to go before the Lord and just thank him for the measure of grace that he has given you in your life through the Holy Spirit. Uh, 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 you have a measure of the gift of Christ in your life. There is a certain grace that God has already released in your life. So I want you to pray and say, Lord, may I identify that area, all right? That specific area that he has given you and that he may give you that grace to begin to operate in that area and to grow in that area. In other words, may the Lord take you to another level so that you begin to operate in your grace. If you are not operating in your grace, may the Lord take you from where you are and put you specifically where you begin to operate in the area of your grace. In Jesus' mighty name, begin to pray right now. My God, we thank you, my God. Lebrosuma, Leida, Bahala, Seferede, Kamiadusa, E, Lobrosodo, Bahai, Lilande, Sobrosubendo, my Father, my God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, we pray, we pray this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray that we may be able, O oh Father God, to identify our area of grace in the name of Jesus Christ. You have given us the Holy Spirit and you have given each and every one of us a measure of grace in the name of Jesus Christ, oh Father, in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Father God, I'm praying right now that we may identify specifically, oh Father God, our area of grace in Jesus' mighty name, so that we may begin, oh Father God, to walk in our area of grace, so that we may begin to operate, oh God, in our area of grace, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, to everyone who is praying right now, I declare and decree in Jesus' mighty name that you begin to operate in your measure of grace from henceforth in the name of Jesus. 